Hello everybody out there, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast, episode 84 is here and it is certainly a cracker. I hope you enjoyed the opening track there, that was Forward Biased and the track was called Desolate Space. Some information on Forward Bias. The band is composed of Dara, Chris Walsh and Josh Ryan. Dara and Chris are only 18 and Josh is 19. They are based in Clare but spend most of their time in Limerick and the band put together eight songs for their self-titled album. It was all recorded through a cheap Behringer audio interface in Dara's bedroom and took two weeks. So Dara is the vocalist and he's responsible for the lyrics and drum programming, whereas Josh, Chris and Dara all contributed to guitar and bass on the album as well. The album was released on the 10th of July and is available on Bandcamp. So be sure to check these lads out. And I think it's great to have lads that young producing a quality song like that to open the show. Before we get on to the main part of the interview with Howard, please stay tuned to the last song on the podcast, which will be the new single from the Cork-based metal band Arjuna's Eye. Big shout out to Connor, Sean, Aaron, Rory and Killian. They are releasing their brand new single, Cortexi Fan, and I want to dedicate it to the elusive Walter Bishop. Right, let's move on now and... This is, as I said, the chat with Howard and thanks to Jack from the Metal Cell Forums for joining us at such short notice. Enjoy the interview. Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Howard from the Magna Pina. How are you, man? And, All good. And Jack, what would you call Jack probably? Is he kind of a, a panelist? <laughs> so you can pull him from the panel to play a few guitars every now and then. One of He's the a, an associate. An associate. He's part of a wider collective. A wider collective, yeah. <laughs> so how are you, man? Um, big fan of the latest good. release, B-Sides and Live Recordings. Yeah. Quarantine EP. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite um, fashionable now. Yeah, and that was, that was a thing we tried to avoid but ended up doing. So fuck it, you know. It was, um, Absolutely. We needed to do something, so why not? We had we had the, the 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 new album, which is a different recording again, and we that finished in in late January, would have guessed. And our plan was was to release it at the Siege of Limerick in in April, uh, you know. And yeah. obviously things happened, and the mix got locked down in the studio, so the engineer couldn't go get it. So we had to go and record something completely new. Oh, really? That's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah, we were ready is that to with mix. Shawnee Cats, was it? Shawnee, yeah. So okay. the building got locked down. He couldn't, he couldn't oh. get in to get the mixes. So oh it took three God. months for him to get them. So we were sitting on our on our hands for a while. And we said, fuck it. Let's learn how to use Reaper. Let's learn how to use Easy Drummer. Let's we learn have how the to technology. We, we have, have the technology. You just have to put aside some time, which we had yeah. plenty of. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice stop, guy. You obviously yeah. had the, the hunger for it as well, like the fact that you oh, were, we're all... buzzing because we were active yeah. right up to it. You know, We played a gig yeah. in Dublin a week and a half previous. Yeah, and um, we were firing on all cylinders, you know, and we were waiting for the first mixes to come back. We we actually got the first mix back, but you know there was tweaks and stuff to be done to it. And obviously, when they got locked down in the studio, it was game over for at least you know at that point at least four weeks. How many songs was on that hard on the new release? There's eleven. There's eleven on it all together. Um, like that. No, I know we were discussing before we went down here that that uh, Carosa were talking about doing their next one live. Um, we did a live. We went in and we just set up and played. 
and uh, we did everything in three takes each, which was fucking phenomenal going at the time. And uh, we had so much time left in the studio, we ended up writing a song and recording it. Wow. You know, well, it was a fucking, it was great. It was, you were really firing, like, you know. Jesus, how long did you book for? A week or a few we days? Booked for three, we booked for three days and uh, at the end of the first day, we had eight songs done. So Savage, yeah. <laughs> we, we did the, the other three that morning and then we were oh. on the vocals. So, Jesus. You work well with Shawnee, though. <laughs> Shawnee's the man. Mm. Um, he, he's, he's really Steve Albini type, I guess, you know. He, he likes um, getting the sound of a room. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a mistake we've made before. I think myself, anyway, going back Jesus twenty years ago, even of of not capturing what a, a live essence, I guess you know. Yeah, we can really really suck the life out of things. So we were in such good shape at that point. We played so many gigs. We were practicing three times a week. We were good enough to do it live. So we just said, "Fuck it, let's do it." And it's uh, it was extremely successful. <laughs> pros, pros, man. Is that something you think you're doing, Jack? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, um, first of all, I'd love to work with Shawnee sometime as well. Um, mm. like I highly even, recommend them. Yeah, recently the grief feeder thing, so good. But uh, definitely, uh, yeah, I think um, after the the stream, the Limerick stream, the last night, we were saying that we we'd be we 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 we're going to sit down and talk about how we're going to record. But uh, one of the options would be to do a live, and I think we've been playing it so much. And we were kind of like it was it was as tight as it was in the room for the stream, and listening back to it with like good good sound quality and stuff, we were like, oh, we we could actually do this, like, which is a good sign. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, if you could, like, it saves you so much time on tones and things like that because yeah, the tone is yeah. your setup and you're done. Exactly. So you're and not going back to push effects on things. You know, it does save a bit of time if you're good enough to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think I think Rose are well well able to do it, you know. Going on last Friday. Speaking of recording live, you're up tomorrow night, Howard. Yes, uh, the the bad rep um, from my Dolans from Dolans Warehouse. Uh, we're doing it for Milford Hospice. Very good. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's, uh yeah, we're 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 buzzing like <laughs> we haven't been together properly in five months. You're gonna be um, hyper like. Yeah, and hyper. Yeah, we've had a couple of practices, and it's it's been like playing a hurling game. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, have you played with slung from a tree before? I have. Um, I, I, I've played them a few times. Uh, not, I don't think we played them with the Magnapina, but part alone, mm. maybe four or five times at this stage, I guess. Yeah, but um, it's interesting because the the band I was in ten years ago, uh, Five Will Die, the album was called Slung from a Tree. Jesus yeah, and there Christ. you go. There you go. Yeah. So I'm, wondering, that, like, I'm wondering, is there a reference? Like, you know, you'll have to ask them on <laughs> Friday. I'm sure it is. Like, it's happened, Howard. Someone has named a band after one of uh, like a, a release. Yeah. Or I wouldn't be surprised just, just given the kind of <laughs> stuff they play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Big time. I say it is, man. But they're lovely lads. Um, yeah, they're yeah, great. There's they're a father great. and son in the band, actually. Which is, yeah, which is yeah. The great. two boys. Yeah. The two lads. Yeah. live as well. They just have. They just have such crack, like you know. They, they, they do. They're, they're so young, and just rip, just like. just rip, just jamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last time I saw it, them was at Monolith. Yeah, it was two years ago, was it? Or was it like no? It was two years ago, wasn't it? Two two years ago, the first one in in the old Cypress, I'd say it was. In the, it was the old Cypress because okay. actually, yeah, we did play with them with the Magnapina at that gig. Yeah, you played actually, that yeah. one as well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So give it, give Howard um, a run through on what's ahead of him for tomorrow, Jack. Uh, Rough an, idea, anyway. Take away <laughs> some of the surprise element. An absolutely seamless affair run by a well-oiled machine. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we had such fun, we had such good crack, like even just um like when when you're excited to load in, you know, and you're actually yeah. buzzing, lifting a load of amps across the road in the rain in Limerick at like fucking half five in the evening and you're just like, Yeah <laughs> It's so, mad the things you miss, like, isn't it? Yeah. So like just meeting uh Kieran and John and everyone was just in such good form. Really nice, relaxed atmosphere I felt. And yeah. uh, all the war- having to crack with the worn out lads and uh, Alex from the Last Vinci drove them up. So just chatting to him and uh, just nice, relaxed setup there, getting the cameras ready. We were getting the, the setup and just made it like it just fucking looked class as well. Yeah, um, it looked great on, on the on camera. Yeah, it was interesting. They had the, the side view on the stage, you know. The yeah, yeah. I think there was a drone cam as well that wasn't streamed, but um, that I think there might have been one recorded. So for all the stuff that like you can't see the drummer too well in the main in the main camera angle, but oh yeah, that's what you want. There might be. There might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these. Did you ever see a drummer? Did you ever see a drummer's face when he's screaming like you know? <laughs> That's something you want to see, though. I definitely with Ed anyway. Like, if yeah. I can't see Ed tomorrow night, I'm turning it off. Same. <laughs> we'll start the campaign. Give him an extra what? high stool or something. I think whether that camera is working or not, you'll definitely see Ed at some point. Jesus, you yeah. can certainly hear Evan anyway. Oh, my God. Calling people in. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Crazy. It worked, though. It worked. Between that and the pedal board, someone like actually put in oh, 50 quid pedal boards, man. after i said after i said i tidied it for 50 quid someone actually donated the 50. <laughs> still haven't tidied it though and i never will yeah it was um steve from gray stag started calling you out in it initially yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a nightmare of a thing how are you seeing it as well like that time we were messing around with like getting tones um for the magnifina gig and you're just like man just yeah, use the, the, just yeah just use the just, just plug in <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tube screamer, plug in, away you go. And I was just like, all these pedals, I don't need any of them anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 um, like, I mean, I, I do like a good pedal board. I do like watching um, bands navigated and things like that. But for myself, I only ever, I don't think I've ever had more than three pedals in a, on the board at one time, inclu- yeah. including a tuning pedal as well, you know? Yeah, like, would you believe, like, in Limerick that night, I was actually only using three. I was using a tuner, um, the Battle Hammer, Moose's Battle Hammer, and a, and a reverb pedal. That was it. Yeah. And that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all you class, need. Class, like, just simplifies everything. It does, especially when you're playing it. so many gigs in a row. It's just a matter of showing up, plugging in. There you go, one, two, three. How many actual pedals did you have there? I thought I, thought I nearly counted I, 10, was it? There's, there's about between 10 and 15 on the board, but I just bring them all around with me all the time. <laughs> and like jamming or something, I'll just switch out different ones for the crack. So, But I bring them to gigs then as well. So it's just like some sort of mad scientist thing. It looks like, but in fact, it's just a, a glorified storage unit. Actually, Mike has, um, our, our bass player in Magnapina, Mike, he has an old uh, cutlery box. Oh, yeah. So you slide nice. it out and he's got his pedals nice and compared with, you know, and the leads then in the top drawer is fucking great. It's the perfect Beautiful. thing for leads and Beautiful. pedals. Classic, Mike. Kind of one of those velvety <laughs> cutlery boxes. <laughs> yeah, with a little insignia on it, you know. <laughs> Personalised <in> cutlery. <laughs> fucking antique shops will be raided across the country. <laughs> Come here, what was it like, Jack, then? I know it was a great buzz setting up the gear and then starting off. Were you a bit nervous or were you conscious of the fact that? Um, I felt I felt 
more relaxed to be honest okay. than like a, a normal uh, gig when let's say when people start filing in like an hour or a half an hour before you're standing downstairs and Fred's and you're just like <laughs> fuck but uh, like I didn't have that at all I was just walking around just uh, looking at how class everything was and chatting to people um, but yeah we were buzzing to play as well though so like I think that came out like so it was it was a good there was a good energy there it's like really intense but I think it was just a nice atmosphere for it and like the sound check was just so good that like after we sound checked uh, Karen Callahan was like playing it back over the PA in the room and it sounded ridiculous it sounded like a recording like Class. Uh, everything on its own track so we were I was just like after I heard that I was like man this is going to be you know class like anything I was like semi not worried about but conscious of like vocals and stuff like will they be loud enough um and just hearing that back then i was just way more relaxed i was like oh yeah this is going to be good this is going to be good fun like yeah i think that's a big part of it isn't it it's when when you kind of when things go wrong that you can do nothing about so things from the sound engineer's point of view or a mic cutting out or whatnot like those are the things that kind of worry me when you go into gigs you know yeah stuff that you can't look down and see that it's a pedal and just kick it back on or whatever you know are all the lads there tomorrow night howard yeah um we had uh we we have james was kind of dicey for a bit because he's on field work at the moment but um you know he's back on board now we'd asked jack actually but uh we know that jack wasn't available and as soon as we knew jack wasn't available it was like yeah james you're going you're playing you have to come down Man, I was, I was you got sick called of, like, from I the panel and you turned it down. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't fucking believe I couldn't do it, man. Was it was of, very short notice, in fairness. It was like, you know, yeah, it was, it was, like it was really short notice. I would have just had to, be, just, had to quit, quit my job or something and just learn the Because <laughs> that's what I was doing the last time. I had like 10 days to do the 11, I think. That's right, yeah. During my lunch break, I'd be in the car like playing fucking cowboy disco. Like... <laughs> what was what was that for, Jack? What gig was that? Uh, last year, um, a Magna Pina gig in Limerick. In was it during the summer? I think. Um, during the summer, it was Pharmacia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pod it was. Racer. I think it was June or July with Podracer. Podracer were doing uh, a tour on their EP. I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, we did a couple of dates with him. We played in the all as well. That was it. Yeah, I was at that gig. Yeah. Yeah, we saw yourself down there, sir. Yeah. Mm. That's right. That's a great venue, the Marine. It was brilliant, yeah. Um, it's like a Brighton Beach night. hotel, Jack, with a piano, a carpet, and the bar. Oh, no oh, class. Perfect. A lot of floral arrangements. It was yeah. uh, per- the perfect place for selfies and photographs. I think we just we just and posted about forty photographs on Facebook that day. Like, yeah, <laughs> had to be done. Yeah, myself uh, and Pavel, we just met in the middle of the floor, and we just fucking moshing around the place. It was <laughs> just a brilliant. Yeah, Pavel memory. had a day. We, we were at a party the night before in Consgaff and um, <laughs> we were like, Pav, do you want to play a gig tomorrow? And he was like, okay. He's <laughs> so he learned, like, he, learned, he learned the nine songs and <laughs> off he went. Man. What a fucking man. Consgaff as well, like. Yeah. Is there any other panellists we're missing there? So we've Pavel, we've Jack. Anyone else that jumped in for you? We've uh, we Ed, Grin- Ed Grinnell as well from um, Dublin. He plays in a band called Slacker Symphony with James. He's James's brother. Yeah, um, he's he's filling a fair few gigs as well. He actually mixed the uh, the Squid Salmon GP. Okay, cool. And uh, he does the the chorus vocals on God Hates Covered. Will we listen to that now? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, we'll give it a spin. Um, Is there like a reaction video as we're listening to it? <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
So good, man. It's so good. Listening back to just <laughs> remembering the bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a drummer. I'm not a drummer at all. And um, at the start of the lockdown, we were trying to figure out how we were going to record drums for this thing. And it had an old beaten up rhythm kit at home, an electric kit, but um, it didn't sound great. Mm-hmm. So what he ended up doing was sending me the patterns. So I had to figure out how to program it into Easy Drummer, work it out. So I must listen to that track a hundred times back and forward just it's to get learning. the drums it's right. It's a learning you know? curve, isn't it? Oh man, Jesus, it, it, it really was. It really was. But um, it was a lot of fun. But I have, a, I have a massive appreciation for drums afterwards, I really have to say. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It really, helps, <laughs> really helps with writing too then though, once you can put together yeah, for some, sure, for sure. some loop-like. That's a, it's a tricky, tricky enough guitar rhythm picking thing as well on that song, which was, nice. it was yeah. kind of interesting to figure it out. We jammed what? it a couple of times previously, but we'd never paid attention to it, you know? Yeah, I get you. Why and then did we you started go paying attention that? to it. And just for that reason, um, we had done it once or twice, well, more than once or twice at, at uh, practice and, you know, fleshing it out, I guess. And uh, it was somewhat decent, but... Um, we realized we were playing it completely fucking wrong <laughs> when we started actually examining it, you know. But uh, that was the original plan was to record just that and uh, release that as a one-off thing. And I, think we were... it's, I think it's better than the original. It's my own opinion. Ah, go ahead, order that. No, it's, <laughs> seriously, it's fucking brilliant. And I just like, I love Christian's well, um, vocals as well through it. He did yeah. it through his phone, which is amazing. Oh, no way. Yeah. No way. Oh, but it, it had that, I guess, phasing effect. Yeah, that, that yeah. you hear there's very little done to that you know uh, and the yeah. chorus vocals then were recorded a bit bit more professionally it's like somehow managing to be raw even though you're tracking everything separately like still mm. yeah. managing to be raw that's like it's really interesting to hear that it was fun trying, trying to get that right because you know yourself when you're recording to click tracks and recording things with a bit of precision it yeah. can sometimes sound a bit too precise you know it's different yeah it can lose the intensity sometimes yeah, and even even programming in slight fluffs here and there on the drums was fucking hilarious, you know? <laughs> yeah, Just little rim hits and things. Humanize it a little bit. Yeah. Jesus. And was that produced up in Dublin as well? That yeah. Song? So the way we did it was, as I recorded uh, guitars and uh, the Easy Drummer from down here in Cork, and um, Ed would send me the beats, and I'd spend a bit of time programming them in. And then we'd send it to Dublin, where James would figure out his guitar parts, and then... Uh, we got Christian through the vocals and we did a round the table. Everybody put vocals down one after the other. Cool. Uh, various means, through the phone, through microphones, whatever way we could. And then Ed mixed it. The most time was spent Ed mixing it, really. He did a great job. He did you a know, fucking when, super job. Once he did God Hates a Coward, which we did first without entertaining anything else, we just did that and had it done. And then we got the mix back after he'd spent a week or so with it. And we were like, yeah, we can do, we can do another couple of songs here. Like, Great idea to just work on one fully first. That was it. And to get the process figured out because there was a lot of file sharing and and sending stuff back and forward. uh, It was great though because when you had an idea, you just record it and send it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of instead of explaining it before you play it at jamming, there was a bit of that. (laughs) Like, right, I'll record it and I'll send it to you and see what you think. So this is the way it is now. (laughs) And if if you like it that much, record it and send it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That track, Sleeping, Howard, is that, was that two or three songs oh. combined into one or what? No, it's the, it's just the one song. Just a ballad, just a ballad. Richie, I we, saw, we, I, I, I had the uh, pleasure of witnessing uh, 
Howard and who else is there? Mike and Ed play this acoustic in in cons ba- in condoyle. Oh back yes, Ed, we're on no fire. No way! Incredible. Fucking hell! When was that? A few months back. No, about two no, years, years ago. Years ago. Oh, <laughs> that, that old. Jesus. Fucking years ago, man. Yeah, man. Um, we we had that way back in the first lineup. Um, as it is, there's no difference to it whatsoever. Apart from maybe some of the flourishes at the end there with the reggae bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's the song as it was as it was written maybe four years ago at this point. Jesus, that's mad. We played it live Incredible. a fair few times, but um, it's 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 <laughs> yeah, it's a real. I'm glad uh, I'm glad I made it though. Yeah, we were. It was the perfect opportunity to record that yeah. song. It you know, deserved it. It's the only time we'd ever get away with uh, you know an eight minute doom ballad <laughs> with a reggae <laughs> outro. <laughs> and two steps ahead. Two Steps Ahead is an old song as well. Um, I think we might have played that, Jack, actually, in the yeah, Pharmacia yeah. in Limerick. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we did. Yeah, it has like a um, Beastie Boys vibe almost off it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's cool, yeah. I like it, yeah. It's kind of yeah, different kind of... Deck Grips we were listening to at the time, I think it was, and we were trying to come up with some sort of, um, I don't know, shouty rap, I guess. Yeah. Are you r- you're rapping on it as well, Howard, aren't you? I have a rapping, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MC Howard, woo! I'm shouting in, in rhythm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's it's one of those tracks that, like, I'd always be, like, pleasantly supli- surprised when you play it live because just, like, seeing Ed give an absolute suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of, like, Ed's finest moments, I think. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's a song that suits his face. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Classic. And you squeezed in a brand new one with I Kennedy then? Yeah, this was the other... See, we had so many different... Uh, we, we fluctuate left and right. We're like ADHD kids, you know, <laughs> picking up things and dropping it and going on to the next thing. But we were also supposed to... Once we had God Hits a Cover, the next thing we were going to do was to release the last gig we had played and release it in its entirety. So live at Dublin, whatever it would be. Okay. Because we, we played 11 tracks that night and everything was recorded, um, isolated from each other, from Alan Hanlon, from Zora. Alan, yeah, from Zora. Oh, Shout out to Alan. Yeah, Good he boy. did a great job. So we had, we had those, those files and he just, they just needed to be mixed. So we were going to mix all those and release that as a live at, to the, where, I forget where it even was. Dropped uh, it Dublin. twice, was it? No? Dropped it twice, yes. Yeah, upstairs and dropped it twice. And it was going to be live from dropped it twice. But the, the issue we were having was is that it was really heavy on new material. So we, you know, we didn't want to release the new material ahead of what's coming. True. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we reverted back to just pick, cherry picking it a little bit. And I Kennedy is probably the, the easiest one to throw on there. Which it's the opening track on the new album, actually. Is, oh, yeah. uh, is it obviously about Jack Kennedy or John yes, F. Kennedy? Yes, yeah, John F. Kennedy. John we're, F. Kennedy. Big, we're, big, um, we're big fans of the 40s, 50s and 60s kind of, mm. I suppose, political environment. And by fans, I mean, we're just interested in it. It was just an interesting time. Yeah. But, Jack um, was the father. He was an awful bastard, wasn't he? Yeah, apparently so. I beat the crap out of him and whatnot. Yeah. I, th- I thought it might have been about it, him. It's kind of, he's an interesting dude, to put it mildly. Yeah, mm. this is it. And it, it's interesting subject matter. But we love a good conspiracy as well. You know, oh, yes, which we, we try, all love conspiracy. We try to kind of, all things you know, for a further crack, we kind of manipulate our way into them by adding the Magna Pina as part of yeah, the conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the videos, those videos were hilarious. <laughs> oh, stop. And that, that was another quarantine thing. You know, we, I've, I've got, I must have hundreds of hours of footage of 
us acting the maggot. No way. So it was it was a way to put all that together. It gave me the time are to edit it. Ones? They're all they're from four years ago now. Yeah, you've all aged very well, but Pavel certainly <laughs> I just spent nah that can't be fucking lately. Was Chris Daly in one of the He videos? was, yeah. Chris yeah, is, uh, yeah. he looked so young in it. I was like, I know, oh, man. Was he playing the cello like, or something? The cello uh, and the violin. When they're like and, giving uh, out on the couch. There's a, there's so much footage. I mean, like I, st- <laughs> yeah. I stopped I stopped after we did the squid sandwich thing because you know we had something to kind of put out there. But for a while there, we were just putting out a video a week, quarantine <laughs> with the magnapina. That it was kind of great. Thing. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. fun. Totally fun. irreverent and nothing to do with music whatsoever. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, get bashed in a review over that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, would... we're 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 planning to um, put it all together in a in a you know, a multi version of that, of those videos, put it all into one kind of thing with some extras and bits and pieces. Put it into but a bust then and the memory sticks. Yeah, the sex there you go, Richie, you're, oh, you're, you're, you're ahead of me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone up, it's gone up the whole time. Oh, the next one's going to be, yeah, I mean, there's going to be gold plated stuff inside it. So you're talking 25 grand at the <laughs> at least, minimum, you know? at least, And it's going to be a bidding war as well. This, well, is, this is what we're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll reveal all on 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 the next step with that um with that kind of thing next. But I yeah. think one of the villains in James Bond made an attempt to steal it at some stage and <laughs> got caught it, and buried down in some fucking <laughs> field and passage or something. <laughs> no, I wouldn't bury the passage. Jesus, the thing we dug up after four four or five hours, like. <laughs> Be someone watching me in a pair of binoculars, like. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's like loads of drones flying around passage the whole time, just watching people. So probably best not do it there. Nah. Yeah, this is it, man. You got to go west and get down to the mountains for this kind of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say Chris must be a super fan. Chris, Chris is um, he's. Yeah, I suppose he. Chris of <laughs> Z Ren for anybody that doesn't have a clue what we're on about. <laughs> I know we know we know Chris pretty well, and uh, we've we've done a lot of jamming sessions with Chris. He, he's a, he'd often be in the jam rooms the same time as us, and he'd just come down, That's and we'll we'll just play that metal set for the crack because Chris is there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so good, I haven't crack. seen him. I've never seen him without his Magnapena T-shirt on him. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a mainstay for sure. It is, yeah. Um, that and the Hawaiian shirt over. I, I hate to shirt. say it, I hate to say it, Richie, but I think he ripped it. I think he ripped it apart. <laughs> we'll do a whip around for him. Yeah, he gave me a, a Komodo. I think it's He's here. earned another one. He's earned He's another earned one. He's earned another one, yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I think if anyone's going to get wear out of the Magnapena merch, it's going to be Chris. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> We're waiting on their stuff as well. That's all done, I'd Sure imagine. we all are. Sure, Jesus Christ. I'm sick of listening to it. Like, you know, every time we sit down with Ed or or Chris or Pavel, they play the whole thing, and you're like, "Lads, will you release <laughs> the fucking I, thing?" I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, I've heard the whole thing. Same. <laughs> oh man, I'm it's sick in here. It's yeah. brilliant. It's it is unreal. Brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like, oh no, there's a bass out here, or there's a click here. You're like, "Fuck me, man!" Yeah, it's just, just like, like "Lads, come on." Come on. It's yeah. fucking <laughs> great. Um, yeah, it's great. My wife is on it actually. She sings on it. That's my, that's like one of my favorite parts, the hook in that song. Yeah. When people hear that like, oh my god. It comes she out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, is that on the chorus, is it? I, f- I can't remember. It's on, it's on the chorus. Herself and her sister did um, a, f- uh, a female backing box 
for that to get that song, which makes sense when you hear it. But it, it does kind of come out and over, kind of going from this blast beat to a, a very catchy chorus. Yeah, it's like uh, almost like Justin Timberlake call and response type thing goes on. <laughs> yeah, and then it's and then like oh the way it like rolls on after that, then it's just it's so good like. Yeah. yeah, but if any of the Giren lads are watching, put the fucking thing out and stop fucking mm. around. I'm give sick of listening to, to your shit. Give it yeah, to everybody it to else. Instead of playing it to me on your phones and going, this is how good this is. Yeah, put the fucking <laughs> thing out for me, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd wonder, wouldn't you? Jesus, what, what's holding them back at this stage? It's just perfection. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it happens every band. You, you just come to a roadblock, you know. I don't think Chris is a perfectionist. I'd say it's more Pavel. No, is it? no, it's Pav. Pav is Pav and Ed are two, two Pav very, um, very. They spent years. To their that. credit, they're very, they're very perfect about everything they do. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it comes across though, like it will be worth it. And as well, like the music is just so strange that like you can't expect them yeah. to just like behave normally with the rest <laughs> of the things they do. Obviously, the whole process is going to end up being strange, like you know. But, yeah, um, and they've got a. That's They've got a whole like sweeping it. orchestra in one bit as well, which is just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It is great. Be, it's like Mr. Bungle does dead metal or something. Yes, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Could be the yeah. sleeper hit of the year. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, man, it could be the game We'll never changer. fucking know. Put it out, you <laughs> bastards. It could be like the next <laughs> the Melvins of, of Cork, like, or Ireland. <laughs> it's like Blow Guns N' Roses at this stage, like 10 years later. Yeah, and we've got this album <laughs> recorded, but, you know, yeah, one yeah, of the symbols is out. <laughs> Uh, the album the art toward for Squid Sandwich. Who gets the yes. credit for that? It's really cool. So that actually. would be that'd be Mr. Eve London. He, um, he, we were just talking about it really, I suppose, as to what we were going to do, what we we're going to call it, and uh, we're trying to stay away from quarantine, isolation, oh, all this kind of God stuff. Thank God you did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we were we were laughing about um, uh, the Spinal Tap thing, Shit Sandwich. So we were on a Zoom meeting one night trying to come up with different titles. One of the titles was Dead Wish 3, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a kind of far left we went on at one point. um, No, we we sat on Squid Sandwich and uh, Ed did the artwork that night. (laughs) Really? Which, which, as we lead on to, I have a present for you, Richie. Ooh. No way. Benefits of doing all this research, Jack. So here is... Oh, class. That's the original. An original mystery bond at London. No This is what's on there. It's like a fucking Banksy man in 10 years' time. <laughs> As you can see there, to Richie, thanks, for, thanks for all the support. One World Love, the Magdabina, and different signatures. Ah, oh, fucking class, man. Your love. That's outstanding. Well, when, we, when we get a chance to meet Richie. It has its benefits. <laughs> oh, man. When it pays off, Richie, when it pays off. When it pays off, man. There you go. So you get Ed's crayon drawing of a squid inside two bits of bread on a beach. <laughs> To hang on your wall. <laughs> the retirement fund there is sorted, Richard. <laughs> As I said, it could be the new Banksy. Who, had, who, who knew? Who knew? I must frame it for you because I want to put something into the frame as well as for when you're old and you break it open. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking a treasure map to the bust, you know? Capsule, a capsule of mescaline or something. In there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the sex tape actually is. What was that? The old um, acid tabs. Remember them back in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. I remember you, the guy who pulled out the, the old organ there not so long ago. He found it in the back shed or something. It had been there since the 70s and it had just sheets of acid all over it. He didn't realize. And, he ended up playing it and looking at it to see was it still working and sure he was fucking 11 hours later. <laughs> Where was this? <laughs> it's in America. I thought it was a well-known story. 
I think this. Just, he's just he's just emptying out of his shed, and there was an old uh, organ there from from the seventies. It hadn't been touched with Leslie speakers and all that, and uh, there'd been sheets of acid left in it. But over time, they just dissolved, you know, melted onto the fucking thing. So he was rubbing the dust off it, and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did an eleven-hour trip. Not no idea what had happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, lads, when do you think um, we'll be playing live gigs again? Is it going to be next year? Yeah, I, if I was to guess, I would say um, I, I would guess so. It, it's hard. It's hard to to have an opinion on it. I guess you know. I would hope that safety would prevail, and we'd wait for a vaccine for these kind of things. I can't see it working without without that safety net. I really can't like. Because Harry had the uh, Amenra thing lined up, didn't you? Which was a great. We did, great and we do. Month. It still yeah. hasn't been postponed or rescheduled yet. But um, from what I know, that, that that's a big possibility. Um, yeah. I reckon it probably will be postponed, and it'll probably be for the best. Because you're looking at yeah. 50 people and up in the price and changing the tickets oh. scenario. It's hard to know. Yeah, the decision lies with the lads, but you know, if it goes ahead, we'll be playing. But. Um, yeah. You know, we'll be doing it responsibly. We'll be taking, you know, spending our time two weeks away kind of thing afterwards. Yeah, of course. But I'd, I'd hate for someone to go to that show and go home and get someone sick or... Yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I, like people won't take that chance though, you know. Like you can be guaranteed when when the men do play here, it will be safe for them to do so. So like if it gets posted. Uh, yeah. Just like Monolith. I mean, Monolith would have been on in two weeks. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. It's going to happen next year. Exactly. And like everyone's absolutely cool with that, like so. Just, just and that's it. it. it, 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 it there, there is there's, there's valid reason. It's it's reasonable and logical to to postpone things. I think, and it's yeah. okay. We're all looking forward to next year. It's gonna be twice as good. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be great crack. I don't know. Like I don't think there'll be a vaccine anytime this year. Um, no. It's yeah, just I don't think so. it's just you'll be able to be diagnosed faster. I think that's probably the whole. That's yeah, all yeah, we yeah. can hope for. Contact tracing. Yeah. That's why it's looking more more unlikely, I think, as well. Like, um, just leave it off. Just leave it off at this stage, yeah. I'd say. So, and you know yourself, lads. Jesus, the song kicks in. You have a few pints in you. I mean, the last thing you're going to be thinking of is not hugging the guy next year, or fucking yeah. going yeah, up the yeah. front for a look, like you know. Be torture, like yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, like, I one don't know. Of, one of my highlights um, of this year was it this year the your gig Partelan in. In Fred Zeppelin. Yeah, it's oh, a February. February or January, year? January, February. Uh, it, it was, was this January, year, yeah. It was January. It was January, I remember, because I fucking missed it. Like one of the, oh, one of the only ones I'd seen, like your last few. I, like the monolith one actually was savage, but I uh, missed that one. And uh, I remember, like, uh, Tomalis texted me and was like, uh, Chris Daly is doing uh, vocals on Jerusalem. <laughs> Jerusalem, um, yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, and then I text my sister and I was like, we missed out on 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 what was happening. And she texted me back and she was like, I'm at the fucking gig. <laughs> she was at the gig. I was just going to say, what? Yeah. I was like, no. That's some gig, I'd say. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Just, it was one of the best gigs of the year, Howard, without a doubt. I had such a great night. Brilliant. It, it was a good gig. It wasn't perfect, but it was a good gig. But uh, I think everybody enjoyed themselves for sure. Yeah, I broke I two strings, I think, at least on my air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, and I love that one. You'd be well used to that, Howard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a problem. Smashing I have not a problem. Apart. I think I, I picked that up off you, like smashing them recently. Playing, as Ed would say, playing guitar with your fists. like Punch, punch the guitar. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> 
yeah, I have an awful problem with it. Even even tuning down to G sharp, um, I still managed to break the E string, which is just Jesus. how the fuck do you do that? Like that's some low, yeah, some low shit. You know, I've I've uh, my technique is terrible. You know, it's it's way too heavy handed, and it, I think that's been proven over and over it again. And it works for one set. It's probably driven by the the live crowd, Howard. I don't, you wouldn't do it. No, do it's it got nothing to do with that. It's a terrible technique. Oh. He's worse behind closed doors. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm worse. I, I break up my practices all the time. Um, yeah, I, I rarely get through two practices without breaking a string. Uh, never, never be able to play a gig one after the other without changing strings. Cost me a fucking fortune. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Was it like eight, eight euro a pop? It's about eight, seven to eight euro pop. I buy them. I buy bags of fifteen and twenty from Thoman, and yeah, uh, I might get yeah. I might get three months out of it. Like <laughs> someone sponsor this <laughs> man. Yeah, someone give me a string sponsorship, please. And if you can get a string that I if, if you get a string that I can't break, fair play who, to you. Who will I tag then on this? Um... Ernie Ball, we're calling you. <laughs> like we want a string. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nice Ernie Ball. Up. Every time I touch your strings, they explode. <laughs> <laughs> redesign them like a custom Parthalone uh, set of this strings this is it the ones uh, kind of last I'll get you I'll hold up there. We'll, we'll try and get um, some sponsorship for them will we let's do it let's make this happen yeah we'll, we'll approach Tolman first <laughs> no they're uh, the Dario alright so okay. they're, they're American made as far as I know but um, you get them through Tolman is it yeah. I get them through Tolman yeah they, they're less corrosive so they they just they let they last a couple of jams. Um, they I don't last. I was going to say last two gigs in a row. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think my sweat is made of alien acid or something. <laughs> it's, it's all the Burns rage. Through stuff. The rage. Squid ink. I've yeah. got clothes I... with the the armpit just burnt out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, man. Wouldn't surprise me. I've seen the way you sweat through your beard, like absolutely. Oh, it's ridiculous! Like it's ridiculous! Pouring through you. I can't, I can't. Anytime I go for spicy food or anything like that, I mean, it's, it's, happened, more, <laughs> it's happened more than once that the owners come down and ask me, am I okay? You know? <laughs> like, you okay? Do you want some yogurt? <laughs> I remember when you were playing Monolith, actually, Partalan, and Howard jumped off the stage, came down, gave me a bit of the, the wettest, <laughs> sweatiest hog, lad. <laughs> You're the best, that's the best kind. Oh, stop, man. Passionate it's beautiful. Hog. Pure yeah. salt on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that goes back to why we can't play gigs for for a while because that's the first thing I yeah probably do. The next gig is come down and give you a big sweaty hug, you know. Proves the point, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did any of you buy any new gear um, over the last few months? Then, since you're not oh, God, spending yeah. any money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, bought, I have. Uh, yeah. I bought a synthesizer and started making. Uh, just like making sounds in my spare time, having an absolute crack with it. And I bought like um like um a pickup for recording acoustic as well. So like uh, yeah, and bought a new microphone, so I'm like able to record. I'm like trying to like be able to record some sort of like acoustic sound, guitar sounds from home to like just be nice for mm. like home demos or stuff that I just do and listen back to myself. Yeah, actually, you played me some of those, Jack. I don't know. Do you remember? You were in a bit of a state. Uh, <laughs> me in a state. 
just after probably one of the forums anyway, but you were yeah, in a bit of a state. Yeah, anyway. I, I, you sent them on, uh, man. They were excellent. I said, yeah, so I sent on like this uh, vicious hardcore thing that I, I put together. <laughs> well, like I didn't even have lyrics for it. I was just screaming into it. And it was like the fastest thing ever. And you know, like cold orange type riffs thrown in like hooks and stuff. Yeah, you got to send me, send some of that stuff to me. I will, yeah, 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 send it on. Uh, good crap though, just yeah. doing stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. I got a synthesizer as well. Just a little oh, yeah. Um, oh, nice. But um, I got uh, an old guitar, throw some dirty fingers into it. And uh, I came up with this, well, not came up with it, but I saw it online. It's this new little locking system, oh. which oh. is the best thing ever. That is genius. Yeah. I use a Grolsch, oh, yeah, uh, a little rubber on Grolsch bottles. That's what yeah. I use to mine together. Oh man, you'll never go back after doing it. I'm after hooking up uh, three of my guitars with it already. And, uh, Can you show, us, show it again? It's like a kind of a clasp like a, a gauge thing. or something. Is that or a harness? For, uh, it's climbing gear. It's you climbing gear, yeah. You got your you know, little screw off here. Savage. Fucking MacGyver, man. More machine yeah. than man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a guitar I'm doing up as well. I know Les Paul. You're restoring nice. that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I used, to, I used to use it quite a bit back in, um, about 10 years ago, I guess, back in Five Will Die. Nice. Um, it's just, it's accumulated a lot of rust. I, I kind of wow. dug it out over the, over the lockdown. It's a lovely guitar. I don't know what I was thinking of hiding it in the attic. What you so I took everything like, off it. If you, if you uh, bring it back to life and like a load of Five Will Die uh, sounds <laughs> coming out of it, what happens then? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Five Alive would ever ever do anything again. You know, okay. it's just good to leave things behind. We did it for ten years, and you know, yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah. so much yeah. crack. I uh, think, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, has its, we, we, it has it such a place now. Look, this is it, it, it was it was certainly of its time. You know, I wouldn't say that it would be relevant today, but back then it was. It was pretty. We were one of the only bands doing it through the recession. Yeah, you know, yeah. they were, they were doing it full on, like. Yeah, I only I saw you once by fluke. I think um, you were either you were supporting someone or something. It was in was it in Krushkin Lawn or one of those places? Maybe? Could well have been. You know, yeah. geez, there was one year we paid fifty gigs, or fifty gigs, sorry. And uh, that's all, if you think about that in terms of a metal band from Cork, hmm. fifty gigs in a year, it's a fucking lot of, a lot of gigs. You know, that's crazy. at that time during the recession, two thousand eight, like. Jesus. You know. Did you play any of the Winterfest or any of those? Um, metal? We did. Um, we played a couple of them, I think. Um, we played a, a festival in Poland as well, um, which was one of the most insane things we have ever come across in my life. Go on, talk to <laughs> us about it. You must have heard these stories, lads. They're, they're <laughs> I think I heard about it. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was intense. I suppose I might as well tell it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we went to Poland in 2008, I think it was, February 2008. So it was over to what we were told at the time was, you know, come prepared, it's going to be minus 10 degrees and snowing. So we spent the fortune on, um, sur not survival gear, but, <laughs> you know, minus. heavy coats and things. And sure, when we got there, it was 20 degrees and the sun was baiting out that was, so we're not, we're not <laughs> oh, even fucking winter hard. clothes, like. <laughs> but uh, we, we played a couple of gigs there. Uh, one was in Tarnabrzeg. Um, it was in a kind of a back back room of a pizzeria um, through little Sam McCamps. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But um, <laughs> there was people climbing the poles and 
fucking break and shit. It was amazing, just the reaction. But they didn't give a damn what was replayed. They just mm-hmm. wanted the director get. But um, we we played in uh, oh, what was it called Katowice, Katowice, which is a place that you fly into. But you, it's it's uh, about a half an hour south of that. And there was an old skate park. We were kind of getting a bit wary of it as we were coming in there because we had to get public transport. And as we were driving through it, it was a bit of a shanty town. Do you know, it was like something out of a movie. Do you know, it was really, I don't know, looked a little bit desolate <laughs> for 2008. Like Chile or something, is it? Yeah, it was very, very, very hotel vibe, you know. Shout out to the lads from Chile. <laughs> <laughs> But we were driving past and uh, we saw this, there was a kid at the side of the road and uh, he, had a, he had a Coke bottle and he just broke it and he started drinking out of it. Do you know, and we were going, right, just fucking clearly, oh just clearly a bit of madness around these parts. But there was a skate park in the middle of all this, which just looked crazy. It was like they'd put all their funding into this skate park, you know, but the rest of the place was just a shithole. Like it was fucking weird. And um, there was a bar there and we went in and there was 15 of us traveling together. There's two bands. Um, Liam from Days and Night was there. Liam from Soot's there. And uh, cool. there was armed guards there with just little Uzis on their hip, you know, standing either side of the stage uh-huh. and at the, at the door as you went in, which, in hindsight, why do they have Uzis? <laughs> and why are they, like, being really aggressive at the door and stuff, you know? But um, we drank an awful lot. We were waiting around an awful lot to play the gig. But there was, um, it was a quite a big crowd, maybe maybe 100 people, I guess. But in that space, it looked pretty intense. But there was mm. an element of that crowd which were kind of dodgy, to put it mildly. You know, Nazis or? A little bit. It's, it's hard to, to pinpoint that, but uh, in mm. an essence, I, suppose, I guess, that, yeah. That like. more, more nationalists, I think, than, okay. than outright Nazis. Um, mm. They just fucking hated everybody that wasn't from that square mile. You know, yeah. didn't matter oh, really. Yeah. It was just that square mile, and they don't fucking annoy Yeah, so they we were playing. We played the gig, and it was a bit ropey, I guess, in terms of the crowd. But you know, we were happy enough with the performance and whatnot. But um, long story short, about half an hour after the gig, there was a buddy of ours getting the shit kicked out of him in the back. So we were like, "What the fuck is this?" So we ran in, thinking, you know, fifteen of us, grand, you know. And uh, we were met with a hardcore group, I suppose, about 20 lads, Polish lads, you know, with the military jackets and the whatnot. And their body was on the ground. So we ran in, myself and uh, Barry, and we pulled them out of there. And uh, we dragged them out of it and we were like, you know, back off kind of thing. And the man pulled aside his jacket like that. And he just had like four or five knives. <laughs> and he was explaining to me that my friend was a turtle and that he was going to knock him on his stomach so he could stab the weak part of him. And he was like... Right, we're in a different level of intensity here, yeah. you know. Um, it, it was enough to make me take it seriously anyway. So we were trying to get him out of there and get everybody organized. And they were breaking bottles off him, fucking kicking and punching him as we were walking out. And we hid him in a room. And uh, we went to the organizer and we were saying, what the fuck do we do here? You know, and uh, he was like fucking drunk, drinking out of a bottle of vodka straight. So I was like, fuck. So next thing, a group of five or six lads just accosted myself and, uh, and Andy. And they just accosted us, like, and they took us away. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck is going on here? You, you had no choice. Like, you had to kind of just roll with it and see what would happen. And they brought us up to a room to meet their leader, a fucking leader, like. And uh, he sat there and he quizzed us as to where we were from. He was like, oh, you were, where are you from? Write down your address so I know where you're from. I was fucking wired, like. And he was like, prove you are from Ireland. <laughs> He's terrified. 
and uh, so I pulled out my passport, which in hindsight was probably a bad idea, bad but idea, they just, uh, one, showed yeah. it to him and it's like, Ireland, you know, you're Irish people, and he was like, you're scared, obviously, like, oh, you, the heart was going, I was kind of looking around yeah. to see what we would do, and uh, yeah, a guy, yeah. a guy stood up, actually, in the middle, there was about five or six men at a fucking table, it was like a conference room, which was the weirdest fucking thing, and um, one guy stood up and he got really fucking aggressive and uh, your man just put his hand on his shoulder and he set him back down. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but he stood up and he started doing this this weird um, dance stuff where he was doing like fight moves and stuff. It was like a, a dance fight. I'd say a lot of cocaine involved there. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> yeah. fucking sure. Fucking for fucking sure. <laughs> but uh, he was there doing like, you know, poses and dance moves and kicking the air and stuff and going, I am a fighter and I will fight you to the end. And they're like, fuck. Yeah, grand, like, we're grand. We don't want to fight you. You have knives and 20 guys, like, you're fine, you know? But in the meantime, Alan, our drummer, had um, gone to the bar staff and to the guys with Uzis who didn't give a fuck. I was just going <laughs> to ask where were the boys. Did not give a fuck. They were all up the bar, fucking six of them drinking fucking pints and laughing at it. They're like, fuck, they're no good anyway. <laughs> fucking lads with Uzis drinking pints. <laughs> like, the fuck is this shit like? But anyway, we, we, um, when we were upstairs, we, your man gave me his jacket. He put it around me. He said, oh, you look very cold for Irishmen. He put the jacket around me. <laughs> Shivering with fear. <laughs> he said we weren't allowed to leave till we gave him our dresses. So we wrote down any old shit, like, you know. Mm. We handed it to him. He says, I'm your friend. I come visit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, anytime, bye. Fuck. Yeah, I'll write down my number as well, you know. <laughs> but um, Alan had organized three taxis. There was 15 of us, five per taxi, and he gotten all the gear together. So when my, it was myself, Andy, and Liam, I think I was, were upstairs in that room. And um, there was other stuff happening downstairs. You should ask the other lads about their version of the story because I'd say you would get five or six different threads, you know, mm. where it all yeah. comes back to the same place. Like, but Tarantino. Yeah, um, Alan came up and he was like, get the fuck out of here now, lads. Said there's fucking three cabs after pulling outside. They're waiting for us. Go downstairs, out the gap, into the fucking cab. Off we go. Like, yeah, grand. First thing we did, run down, get in there, got your man who had the shit kicked out and was completely concussed. Got him into the fucking car. Next thing, a bottle just comes spinning through the air and <laughs> smashes off the fucking side of the cab. Like, so we fucking hightailed out of it. We got the fuck out of there. And uh, we couldn't go to our hotel because we had told the, the, the taxi drivers where to bring us and they rang ahead because they knew what was going on. And they were like, you can't stay there. They know where you're staying. Like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and we were like what the fuck do they want with us like so we had to on last minute's notice we had to stay in this fucking old hostel type place you know it was fucking it was grim it was really fucking grim but um we we it's one of those things where we don't know how how dangerous it was but but yeah it was fucking it wasn't good like it was really no. green room shit like yeah, I was just gonna you know? say, yeah, you saw that film Green Room, yeah. Very, very similar, but not as intense, obviously. But it was there was points there where they were had they had weapons and stuff, and they were fucking oh. But a uh, funny story, fucking uh, our bass player uh, Colin at the time, he was uh, pissed, fucking locked, and he was at the bar, and he was just fucking uh, rocking back and forth. And your man <laughs> was looking for us, the leader guy. He was looking for everybody, like who see where we were gone because we were trying to get the fuck out. And um, he sat down next to Colin. And he was like. You write down your address. <laughs> and Colin was like, go ahead, fuck off. Man. Fucking, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> and your man was like, because he couldn't understand what Colin was saying. You speak a tick cock accent, like, you know. It's just no idea what he was saying. And he was like, oh, you speak you speak to me in uh, English, and I understand. And he's like, yeah, yeah fuck you. you. Understand this. Go fuck yourself. So he, wrote, he, he took out a bit of paper, and he put it down. And he said to him, write down your address. Write it down. And your man fucking, Colin just picked it up and wrote down, go fuck yourself, you stupid bastard, and handed it to him. 
And your man looked at it like, and he was like looking at it and he just turned around and he goes, no, 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 your real address. <laughs> <laughs> put it down next to him. Next thing, Colin, <laughs> Colin just starts doing a tic-tac-toe. He just put the knots and crosses and put an X in and handed it back to him. And your man just goes, and the boys were playing fucking tic-tac-toe while Alan is freaking out. Going, Get the fuck out here, you know? Oh, man. Oh, brilliant. Jesus Christ. You know, we, we were PTSD after that fucking thing. Oh, we we actually cancelled the last gig. We actually cancelled the last gig. Um, we were so fucking shook, you know. Mm. We were young men. We were only 25, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, or 26 yeah. maybe. That's and the guy they were battering, was he Irish, was he? He's Irish, yeah. He's a good mate of mine from down Waterford. And, oh, um, fuck, okay. I tell they you they gave him an awful beating, man. Like, they, they totally side-lined him, you know. They fucking 15 of the cunts were, they were literally kicking his head on the floor. Jesus and uh, we, we were trying to figure out whether to go to the hospital or not that night. But um, he, was, <laughs> he was so concussed. And we were so young and we were... We didn't know what to do. So our plan was, was to sleep it off and go back to Krakow the next day and get some help, you know. Mm. But we kind of calmed down the following day and he was a lot better. And, you know, the idea of getting help wasn't really a thing anymore. It was just a matter of getting to Krakow and having the crack, you know. Yeah. Mm. Having Jeez. the crack in Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd kind of wonder sometimes about bands. Now, to be fair, Baylor did it, you know. But again, you know, just, just going off on this random trip around Russia. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I'd highly recommend it for people just for the experience of it. And even as bad as that know. was, the first the first thing we talked about when we got back to Ireland was when we were going to go back again and try it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have yeah. to be a bit mad to, to do these things, I guess, you know? And it's uh, I highly recommend it, but have your wits about you. We could have handled yeah. that a lot better too. We could have We could have read the signs early in that gig, you know? There was a guy with a fucking Uzi standing at the side of the stage asking questions. It's like, yeah, yeah, keep there for a reason. Let's get the fuck out there, you know. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, like again, like Joe from Gamma Bomb, they would have played South America, you know, Brazil, yeah. all those places, and great stories as well. But again, a lot of the time you're relying on a promoter there that could be just interested in wiping the the profit and disappearing Absolutely. with it, leaving a stranded. It happens all the time. <clears throat> the amount of times, and being abroad more than anything else, the amount of times that you come back after the gig and it's been a great show and you've had a good crowd there and you go looking for the promoter and he's gone. You know, just gone. The bar left there going and going like, yeah, he has your money. And you're going to go, what the fuck are we supposed to do with that? You know, it's happened, it's happened quite a few times. There was some band there lately. It was on um, Metal Hammer or one of, one of those magazines. But they they'd ripped off a band and they followed. They f- they got the address of the promoter and they drove up to his um, house and kicked yeah. the shit out of the door. And <laughs> eventually, the girlfriend came out and um, it was someone like Anvil now or one of those type bands. But eventually, anyway, they. They got in anyway and got your man and they fucked him into the cab and the singer was going, I'm going to kick the shit out of you, you bollocks. You know, and uh, your man was like in fear and they brought him all the ways back to the gig and kicked him in through the door and of course he had no money and the bar mm. owner had no money and uh, so they just dragged him around for like a two hours in, in the cab and your man just kept rabbit punching the, the promoter saying I want my money I want Christ. my money so they got, they escorted him down to a bank link anyway and eventually they, they he only got half the money but uh, 
was brilliant to watch though. Like, you know, they was yeah. filmed the whole way through it. Like, I can't remember what. No, you never wanted to, you never want things to come to that, you know. You would hope that people, I suppose the way we've dealt with it is just to advise people who are following afterwards not to fucking deal with these guys, you know, mm. which happens quite a bit. So it, it's, it's, it's a case word of mouth gets around really quick, especially these days, you know, it, it's harder to get away with that kind of thing. Yeah, but and I mean, also recommend promoters who are who've lost their bollocks on a Tuesday night. I mean, there's there's that side of it too. Like, True. but um, it it just when you're abroad, it it just you know, I suppose there's less recourse. It's harder to find the guy that owes it a few quid, and you don't know who you're dealing with or what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you know, and you're on a time schedule to get to the next place, and and they know that too. I mean, they, exactly. You know, we gave a promoter a lift home one night, or well, he said it was a lift home. And uh, we stopped him off and he said, oh, you must just go to the ATM there to get your money. And sure, he went down the fucking side street and never came back. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I heard just sitting there in the van going, the fuck, like. <laughs> Jesus. Where was this hard? It was in Nottingham. Nottingham, long time ago. Um, yeah, quite some time ago. I, f- I forget the name of the guy. But uh, we, it was, a, it was a great gig in one sense. We made so many connections from that one show. You know, there was a lot of bands that we went on back, went on tour with afterwards from that tour, or from that particular gig. Mm. Like, what? Which kind of bands was that? Heard was that like? So at the time they would have been called Solitary Mass, but they changed their name to Wizard's Beard. They were like an Iron Monkey type band from um, oh, yes. from the late noughties. Um, fucking awesome. Um, there's two or three more as well that have come to Ireland at different stages, and we played with them over in the UK. I just can't think of the fucking names on the top of my head, mm. but. Um, yeah. It's a great thing was, to get going, like, isn't it? It is. It just from that one gig, you knew, you know, there must have been, it must have been a dozen shows came out of it for everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we were left like, fucking with no petrol money. Oh yeah, yeah. Screwed luck. Do you think you've but, become kind of cynical over the last few years in relation to, we'll say, touring in Europe? I wouldn't say I've become cynical. I've always been. <laughs> I've always been cynical. I'm a cynical fucker, you know. It doesn't come um, across no, that way. No, I, I love. I absolutely love. These are just. These are. These are the exceptions rather than the rule. I mean, it's just when it does happen, it tends to happen in that situation because mm. it's just more open to it. If you're abroad, you don't know where you are or what you're doing to a certain extent, and it's mm-hmm. just easier for pricks and promoters to to fucking fly over, you know. Yeah. So I, it's got nothing to do with the cynicism of being abroad. I fucking love playing gigs abroad. My favorite times ever have been on tour. You know, I turned thirty in the back of a van. Glorious. <laughs> stuck, stuck, Glorious. stuck, stuck. We missed the um, missed the ferry back to from Wales to, to Ireland, and sure, I was stuck in the back of the van, fucking missing my my thirtieth. It was my old for the sixtieth. Oh, wow. so, man, that's dedication. So it was fucking like sitting there going like, yeah, <laughs> that's that cancelled anyway. <laughs> Love it though. What a, what a, uh, what, a how, what a way to spend it like. You that's it, you know, and that's, that's the other side of it. Like it's fucking, you know yourself, there's, there's nothing quite like it. And as hard as yeah. it can be when you're in it, when you sit back and you look at it in hindsight, it's always fucking great. Mm. Just the yeah, stories absolutely. and the, the fun. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Can't can't beat it. Like always. Cannot beat it. Man. If you get yeah. if you get one good show out of four kind of thing, or one good show out of three, and then yeah. you know that that'll keep you going. Like absolutely. Yeah. Give and me. You, you, yeah. Go on, Jack. No, no. Go on. Give me three bands that you'd love to be dragged across Europe with. Then, Howard. Oh, oh, fuck, man. Neurosis for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think that's fairly obvious for me for myself. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hundred year old man, I think. Um, I'm a big fan of the lads. Good friends with the lads. They're 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 there's something special about those guys. There really is. Um, I yeah. I I, I think we we were hoping to be doing it this time actually coming up to the August Bank Holiday weekend. We were hoping to do a run a day to those guys, but obviously whatever that happened, we didn't do it. But I would I I like fucking travel anywhere to pay it to those lads, and fucking a third band. It's not in jumps to mind, but there was an old band in um, the UK called White W A T H uh, from Leeds. They were a three piece, and I'd highly recommend checking them out. They're they're no longer in operation, but um, I was looking up to see them in Leeds a couple of times, and I actually travelled over off my own back to see their EP launch back in the day. And what are they? Stone or Doom or what kind? They're of instrumental. Instrumental. Um, trying to find a barometer for Mega Massive, maybe maybe a bit more rocky than that. Um, Pelican, I guess. Oh, Pelican okay, would Pelican. be a good parameter. Yeah. Did you ever hear of a band um, called Parhelia? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 They're coming up on the show um, the next oh, few yeah. weeks. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Sweet. You've got a lot lined up, Richie, in fairness. You know, it's. Uh, Come on, man. You never stops. Never machine, stops. Bro. Keep going. <laughs> it's the perfect time to do it. It is. You know, you're thinking about it 12 years ago. If you were doing this, you'd have done the rounds 17 or 18 times by now because there's not that many people doing it, you know? Yeah, it's great, man. Um, <laughs> great time. There's a lot of people at it, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, Parhelia have um, an interesting story because they're, how many years are they at it? Probably 10, 15 years? It must be. Must be. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Jeez, you're talking late 90s, yeah, for sure. One of the lads in work, he, he goes over for Dunk Festival, is it Holland? Dunk Festival, yeah. Yeah, he's big into all these instrumental bands and he told me about Parhelia and that they'd mm. have an interesting story because they released an album in February, I think. But like it, it got great um, traction over, over in Germany and Holland. And yeah, Belgium. it seems to be the, the, the hot spot for that kind of music, it really does. Like it didn't get much promotion here, so I said, Jesus, yeah, I'll have him on the show and give him an old push, you know. So we'll see. That's great, man. It'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, I love seeing bands like that that have been going that long. You know, because it re- it really does take something unique yeah. to be yeah. in the band for fifteen yeah. years. You know, it's it's not easy. No, you know, I have a lot of respect for people who do it. I think uh, that really comes across with a hundred year old man as well. Like you were saying, Howard, like the lads yeah. give it so much, and you can see how much it means to them, and the fact that every Absolutely. time I've them, it's it's been in Cork, and just when you see them. You know that they're they've travelled as a unit, and there's something extra coming off. There them. is, there's, um, there's something um, special about those guys. Really, and, really special, yeah. And there's just so much depth to those guys. I mean, haven't gotten to know them all individually, and um, yeah. just yeah. the stories, just, just, just how they got to where they are, and what they yeah. had to go through, the sacrifices they make, and the chances and they, they take. What they continue to go through, like I mean, they're See, exactly. They're 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 swapping members around all the time. And, you know, they know that that's the way that they have to operate and they've embraced it and they've just yeah. made everything they've done better by yeah. going through fucking hard times. They're fucking great, lads. And yeah. for those that haven't heard them, what album would you recommend for a person to get into? Uh, Breaching, I think it's called. The Breaching. Okay. It's the, it's the, I think it's the most recent one. It's fucking great. They have a song called Blackfire, which I'd highly recommend. Okay. Blackfire is, um, you'll hear um, the, the keyboardist uh, Dan doing his vocals on that. And yeah, is that the one just... he was doing? Um, he did like, he was doing vocals without a mic. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're bang on he, there. And that's that's where that bit comes in. And oh, like, 
when you know that guy and you uh, you see what he's been through and you see him perform oh. that, you're just like, yeah. that, that's that's real. That's that's not fucking around. That's not pretending. Yeah. That's not being yeah. anybody yeah. else. That, that's, that's fucking real. Really powerful thing to, to witness. Like. Mm. Cool. Okay, so that's it, lads. Um, Howard, do you want to give a shout out? We'll give a shout out to Christian, Ed, Chris, Mike, Christian, James. Ed, Christian, as he likes to be known. He likes the X, you know. <laughs> he's a big fan of us pointing that out. So, Christian, he's going to have a matching um, uh, hairband and mask tomorrow night and, wow. uh, and, and, mas- and matching socks. So, we've got that. Uh, shout out to James Grinnell, who's on a field trip at the moment in Mayo, measuring seismic activity. <laughs> as always. Because that's what is he, he just back does. from Japan, is he? <laughs> you fucking never know. He's like, he was in the Galapagos fucking last year and he flew back for a gig in Limerick. <laughs> Fuck so me. he came off the plane in Dublin, got a train down and fucking on stage. Played a fucking oh, mad bastard. <laughs> fucking mad bastard. Like. And of course, Ed, Mr. E. Blunden. And we have Mike, Mike Jordan. Yeah. Who is uh, a special boys. guy. <laughs> He's my then, brother-in-law as well, which makes, makes things all easier. Yeah. And thanks again to Ed as well for the painting, the crayon drawing as Howard said. Well. <laughs> the retirement fund. That's, That's it. it just, I'm going to frame it up for you and put a map in the back for not to be open for another 10 years. And uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it will lead you somewhere special. <laughs> of course, when this goes out, I was just going to say, um, be sure to watch tomorrow's show, but this one is coming out the following week. So, um, we'll probably still be up, so still watch it. Try and watch yeah. it anyway. <laughs> he has them up for, a, is it a week or three days, Jack? Ours is still up anyway. I think, up. I think it stays up indefinitely. As yeah, no, yeah, they're no, actually no, no, taking them down at some point, but they're leaving up a bit longer. That's good. Yeah, okay. That's good. Okay, um, we're going to have to rob the, the, the video from that. Yeah. <laughs> Put it up. <laughs> and again, check out the Magnapina all on social media. They're brilliant at that. We're all over social media. A great um, Yeah, you'd be sick of us. Hmm. You'd and be sick thanks, of the notifications. And thanks again, Howard, for joining us. Missed you. Likewise. And great to see you too, Jack. Yeah. And cheers, you know, hopefully, Jack. Hopefully we'll catch you for a jam soon with Magna Pina. Yeah, man, you know, get wait. learning the songs. It's, it's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on it. And Richie, thanks for everything. Yeah. Really cheers, do appreciate lads. it. Thanks Keep up the good work. <laughs>